Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode 48 now of the WP Builds Podcast. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. This episode is entitled, Ladies and Gentlemen, Lee Jackson. It was published on the 19th of October 2017. As always, a little bit of housekeeping. If you go to wpbuilds.com and press the buttons underneath the podcast player, you can share it all over the entire universe and beyond in the future, possibly, Elon. Um, please also leave us an iTunes review if you click on the iTunes button underneath the player or search for us on iTunes. Five stars would be super duper and we all know that uh, that helps promote it all over the entire universe, Elon. Um, we also have a Facebook group. Go to wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook and you can join it there. Also wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe to get onto the newsletter to find out what we're doing and forward slash advertise if you want to advertise on our network. Okay, um, we had a competition running this week and this week's winner was a chap um, called Mark Webber. Um, I've Sorry, I do apologise, not what Mark Webber, it's Mark Taylor and I should be reaching out to him a little bit later um, to offer him his prize, which is the WP Simple Pay license. Congratulations to him. We've got a new competition on the way soon. I'm not revealing quite yet what it is because I'm not 100% sure which one I'm going to put live, but there's definitely one on the way. So that's a bit fab. So stay tuned for that. But um, first of all, let's get on with the, the news items for this particular week. Number one, um, there wasn't a lot of news actually this week, so quite a few of these are how-to items. So for example, this one from the Talk magazine, this is a how to deal with scope creep on a web design project. Now, we've all been there, um, you know, you've sort of half finished a project, nearly finished a project, and the client comes back and wants more and more, and it's very difficult sometimes to say no, because they're paying the bill. So this article um, highlights a few little techniques and things that you can put in place beforehand or during that nightmare process to stop it happening. I found it quite Quite, uh, quite interesting. So yes, go and have a look at that. The next one, I was playing with a, a plugin this week called WP Data Tables, and then by pure chance, I came across an article in WP Mare, which was uh, written this week, um, all about this plugin. Now it takes, um, for example, you can use gravity forms and formidable forms and so on to, to, to make complicated table structures of really very, very complicated data sets. So this is a little tutorial explaining how to use it. I used it and found it to be quite useful. So if you need a complicated tables plugin, um, go and read that um, how-to tu tutorial and you will learn what's going on. Okay, I love Google. I love everything Google. Um, Google Android, I love Google Docs, everything. Um, but what I've never really tried is I've never really tried to put WordPress on Google's cloud platform. Well, I discovered this article this week which explains exactly how to do it in a straightforward point-and-click way. Um, and I think really, having read through it, it's something I'm going to try over the next few weeks to see just how good it is and how simple it is and whether or not, in my case, it's going to reduce my costs. So this is, oddly, thewindowsclub.com. But um, yeah, go and check it out. And then lastly, this is a bit of a, a hat tip to our friend Doug Bellchamber, who's given us such stellar reviews on the uh, wpbuilds.com um, homepage. If you look at the bottom of the homepage, you'll see some lovely, lovely reviews from Doug. Um, <clears throat> and he is a WordPress developer over at wpdevelopers.co.uk and he writes lots of articles largely around the Beaver Builder space and this week um, I'm highlighting one called Using Custom, po -type, Custom Post Types Data in Beaver Builder Modules Part 1 I'm guessing there's Part 2 coming down the track but it's all about how to get Beaver Builder modules, get data um, into uh, Beaver Builder modules. He was talking to Bernard from uh, Pods, amongst other things. And um, the article, although being very complicated and frankly going over my head in many places, it's an explanation of how you can get Beaver Builder modules to suck in, for example, testimonial data. As always, I would highly recommend subscribing to Doug's feed because... Everything that he writes is really, really excellent. And he's a lovely guy, and he was on the podcast many, many weeks ago. 
Okay, so uh, like I say, not a lot in terms of news, but certainly there was um, some some valuable stuff in there, I think. Okay, we're over to Lee Jackson. Now, Lee Jackson, what can we say about Lee Jackson, ladies and gentlemen? If you subscribe to anything that Lee does, you'll know, know that it's of high quality. He runs a podcast over at WP Innovator. He now runs a podcast called, um, well, it's about um, Walt Disney and his... Um, and his business acumen and all of the wonderful things that he did. He's very frequently posting top quality content of his own, uh, especially videos over on um, YouTube, I guess, but certainly I find them all on Facebook. Um, And he's a a really, really lovely guy. He's been over in America recently, but he just returned to the UK. So we managed to get him on the line. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Here we go. Lee Jackson. Hello and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. Um, my name's Nathan Wrigley and I'm joined today by the ever-elusive David Wormsley, who apparently is in Bulgaria. He's in a hotel room in Bulgaria and he's having problems with his cleaners. We actually don't know if he's going to show up. We've set it up in such a way that he might show up and if he does, hurrah! And if he doesn't, then, uh, you know, we'll have to cope without him. But please, David, please show up. Because today we have the ever-fabulous, the ever-present, the ever-on-the-internet, Lee Jackson. Hi, Lee. <laughs> Hi, ever-on-the-internet. I think that is that is that the perception I give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of questions around that I think I'm going to ask you a bit later. But um, yeah, you are always on the internet, so we'll discuss that in a little bit. But you might want to just say hi, say who you are, huh? what you do, what's your favourite no hairspray. Right, well, um, favourite hairspray is act- is actually Mr Sheen, which is a furniture polish here in the UK, um, but works perfectly to give me that extra shine on my bald head. What's your favourite um, beard spray? But, oh, uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't have one. Uh, I just used some beard oil I bought off Amazon because I've now grown a beard because essentially what happened was my hair slipped at about age 18. It was on the top and is now kind of on my face. Um, if you don't know me, I am the host of WP Innovator Podcast, which is um, you know a huge competitor to WP Builds, and uh, yeah. you know we're always fighting each other, yeah. um, which is awesome. I also own Angled Crown, which is an agency for agencies. So we're a digital department for design agencies. We build WordPress themes from agencies' beautiful designs. We're basically geeks who can't design, and we code for designers who can't code. So it, it works really well, and that's kind of us in a nutshell. Uh, favorite color? Ooh, probably pink, and you can probably tell that. And do all sorts of other things as well. But I don't want to host like I don't want to like hog a whole show. That's kind of me in a nutshell. Lots of other stuff to know and learn. But hey, no, it's, it's fine, Lee. I've gone to get a coffee. You just keep talking. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'll, I'll let you host. Okay. Go, go for it. There's not a lot to host. I mean, it, I'm really looking forward to this. Actually, we we had this scheduled in a little while ago, but you were on the move and things got went a bit pear shaped. So here we are today. But I basically, guess... I slept in. Uh, <laughs> And I misunderstood the time difference, and I thought it was like two more hours to go, and it was actually 4 a.m. or something ridiculous, and I was fast asleep. So anyway. Naughty Lee. We were were literally (laughs) sharpening the knives for your return to the UK. Right, let's get stuck into it. So Lee Jackson, let's ask that question. You are on the internet all the time. At least you, you appear to be. Obviously, I move in certain ways. That is to say, Facebook occupies quite a large proportion of my life, and Facebook's algorithm shoves your stuff in front of me all the time now i've probably got a skewed perception of it but do you post a lot are you on the internet all the time do you make that a priority in your life or is it just cleverly scheduled you're kind of um you know automating a lot of this stuff no um so the only automation we do is twitter and that is using our own internal software where we're sharing our content and other people's on specific feeds so that is definitely automated, although I do live on Twitter as well quite a lot and reply to people and like stuff and retweet stuff. Um, but for me, I spend a lot of time purposefully on Facebook. So nothing on Facebook is automated. We've got the Facebook group and we've also got the stuff that I share because I'm basically creating content all the time. So we pretty much create some piece of content every single day somehow. Um, I'll be sharing that or I'll be having conversations or I'll be contributing in groups. And it's purposeful because one of our core ways of networking is to be present on Facebook because that's where a big part of our networking community are. So as we're helping people online, as we're conversing with people online, then Lee Jackson is going to be front of center when it comes to that point of, I need to build a WordPress theme. Who do I know? And 
they probably saw a post by me, you know, 20 minutes ago. So, hey, let's have, <laughs> yeah. let's have a chat with Lee Jackson. Yeah. So it is very, very purposeful. Um, and we definitely don't automate it because we want it to be real, especially on Facebook. Twitter is a different beast. Twitter is like bots talk tweeting to bots and then you've got a few select people who do have conversations on there and twitter used to be the biggest area of business for us weirdly enough we would get most of our business through twitter but wow. now it okay. seems to have moved across slowly to facebook people used to say facebook is not for business actually that's not true facebook is actually one of the most powerful networking platforms you can be a part of and businesses are on facebook because business owners are on facebook so yeah that's that's a huge part of our strategy networking physically locally locally and online do you um do you sort of sit down and write you know come up with ideas in a big lump so you've got like 10 ideas ready to roll or do you all rock yes. into the office in the oh, okay okay we, well we do it two ways so uh, because that would be a crap answer and a very short podcast <laughs> <laughs> we do two things we do a lot of batching so we've got uh, documents now on Zoho rather than on Google Docs because we've made the move. Um, and we're using Zoho One, little plug there. That's brilliant. And we uh, collaborate and we have a big list, an ever growing list of subjects to cover because in your inbox every single day there is a question that comes in which would make a fantastic video. And that one question would actually make a fantastic three videos because if you think about any question that somebody asks you that you need to give an answer for, you can probably split that out into three different videos. Maybe this top five tips to answer that question and also you could unpack that question as maybe a short two-minute monologue and then maybe you could also do another type of video or another type of content about that question so as questions come in through our inbox or through social media etc we build up that spreadsheet so that means we've got an ever-growing list of topics but also uh, sometimes there may be just something that happens in a day that I just want to share with someone I don't know maybe we fired a client which we did a few months ago um, and I talk about that. So we will create content around something that's happening there and then as well on the fly. Do you? Um, sorry, I was just going to say, do you with your staff then and you yourself, do you allocate a specific period of the day so that, you know, you can get other things done? Or is it just, oh, I'm a bit fed up. I'm going to go off and do something else. Or is it is it much more, or, or you know, um, or, or what's the word it, I'm looking for? It is quite organized. Organized. Um, However, one of the frustrations that we have had has been kind of the size of our office and not being able to have kits set up and we're going to kind of pack down every time. So we're actually moving office um, in a few days, which is nice. And I feel like it's going to be much more organized. But yes, we've got specific times of the day that I'll create content. Um, we will batch all of our episodes up. So for the podcast, for example, all those episodes are recorded. Um, I was away for two months and we still had content going out over the entire two months. So I didn't have to record anything. Um, so, yeah, we will batch things um, with the videos when I was doing, say, like the vlog every day in August. Then I had a specific time that I would do it. I just find if you don't have a specific time, then it becomes super easy to just not do it yep. because you'll fill it with other important things. So if you treat it like this is an important task, you treat yourself like a client. So I am just as important as my clients and I have a requirement to put out a piece of content. Therefore, if we schedule that in and make that a meeting, as it were, then I know I'm going to do it. And if somebody then says, oh, could I meet you at 10? And I know I'm going to create content at 10. I'll say, no, I'm sorry. I've got an appointment. Oh, okay. So and it's uh, very, we're very strict when it comes to making sure we really do our content and treat it that as as important as a client. For you, have you ever found have you found that there's one type of content, whether that's video or a, or a subject matter that's resonated with your audience better? You know, have you got stuff that's a blood blooming that was a an utter flop, and wow, unexpectedly that got loads of engagement. The one subject recently on Vader, I was doing vlog every day in August and I started a conversation really about just how stressful it is being an agency owner or being a web developer and just unpacking my own anxiety, struggles with depression, struggles with awkward clients and that sort of thing. And that just seemed to blow up out of all proportion. I was just having a moan one day and I was I then had like a whole load of wonderful topics to unpack afterwards, which had nothing to do with stress or anxiety or the harshness of agency life. But after just doing one video, I think it was kind of mid-August, it just blew up and people were commenting on it and sending me messages just saying, you know, thank you for your honesty and all that sort of stuff. So we just kept unpacking that further. Mm. And that's kind of led to what we're planning at the moment, which is a series coming up in August 
not August, October, uh, talking, you know, not all of it, but some of it will be unpacking kind of scary stories in agency life and lessons learned because it will be the build up to Halloween, the scariest time of year. Oh, my goodness me. Um, <laughs> do you find that this stuff creeps into your social life? That That is to say... Do you block, and you've just described that you're fairly good at building walls around what you do and the timing it and stuff, but presumably the comments and things, there's a, in this day and age, it's so easy at nine o'clock at night to just flip open the phone and reply and, or, or do you have a, um, no, um, this is family time, this is, this is Lee time, whatever, uh, and you just don't reply? Because from where I'm coming, you're, you're there a lot, you know, you seem to be willing to reply mm. any time of day or night. Well, my confession is is that I have totally not got a handle on that. I am kind of there all the time. Uh, I'm very sneaky when I do comment. I don't comment right in front of the wife when she's talking, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that, you know, I've learned that lesson. But I'll certainly be, uh, you know, if she's looking around the shops and I'm at a, another part of the shop, I'll certainly be like, oh, I'm a bit bored now. I don't think I'm going to look at Facebook. Oh, someone's commented. Oh, 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 that's funny. And then start having a chat. So, yeah, I'm pretty bad at that, to be honest. Yeah. It's the one thing I've not, you know, I, yeah, it's one thing that I, I need to get a better handle of because I know at some point I'm going to be having an argument with my wife <laughs> and she's going to say, you're always on that phone. Yeah. Well, so, um, yeah, so you've, you've hit a soft spot there, mate. When I've, when I've nailed that, I'll let you know. Get me back on the podcast. Perhaps we can talk about kind of that life social media addiction slash work-life balance. I, I have it um, in spades. It's wrong. It's really bad, actually. I ought to get a handle on it. I uh, <laughs> This is going to sound weird, but I, I do have quite extended trips to the toilet. <laughs> I think that's a common thing. Yeah. I, I think the average male trip to the loo, which used to be five minutes, you yeah. know, with a newspaper, is now extended to something like twenty to twenty-five minutes on average. Well, I have books in there and I have magazines in there. In fact, I get the National Geographic every month and it arrives. And my son, who's quite young, yeah. the other day picked it up and he said, "Dad, your toilet magazines arrived." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, sorry, we digress. But I uh, honestly, I'm I'm a little bit like that. I I find myself, you know, I wake up at sort of two in the morning and I'll spend an hour doing stuff on Facebook, and I just think, oh boy, I've really I don't do that. I feel I feel a bit better already. Yeah, I don't do that. I'm worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay, that that that's terrible. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, (laughs) tell me about your father. (laughs) (laughs) I have actually done it now and again, but not very often. Yeah, normally I'm absolutely exhausted. You're in denial. I'm being honest. (laughs) (laughs) So um, recently. You uh, you took a little bit of a trip to Florida, and I'm really keen to know what on earth that was about because yep. I don't know anybody else. It, it, certainly, in my sphere of friends who's just taken a couple of months, sort of hike to the family across the planet. And do you want to tell us a bit what, about why you did it? Maybe there was just for fun, or was it a bit of business thrown in? No, it was well, it was a combination. But I think one of the lessons that I've learned in life and from a very good book and I don't particularly like Tim Ferriss, but I'm going to, you know, give, give you a shout out here, Tim. Um, I don't like you because you're freaking awesome. And that just makes me jealous. That's the only reason why I don't like you. Um, but he wrote the, uh, the book, the four hour work week. And in that he's talking about kind of the new rich. And he's also talking about retirement. And a lot of people are kind of stuck in a job or stuck in a business because you might own a business, but you might actually own a job because you have to still work nine till midnight because you're still trying to work hard on all of these projects. Yep. Uh, and we're all doing that so that we can enjoy retirement. The problem is, is my dad died three years ago now of a heart attack. Suddenly in the middle of the night, he was working till midnight, um, went to bed and, and died in his sleep an hour later, a major heart attack. And that just that plus reading the book at the same time. And I was thinking, Oh my gosh, I am working my butt off for retirement, which will come in my sixties, but I might not make retirement. Like we never know if we're going to make retirement. I'm not unhealthy or anything, but morbidly might get hit by a bus you never know do you so yeah yeah. you know so how's about instead of working my ass off and not spending time with the family um etc for something that's in the future uh why don't we enjoy kind of mini retirements now and uh, that's very very prevalent in the book is you know being free from um a specific location and actually doing i think david does this really well as well traveling the Mm. world experiencing the world and not being tied to the same village the same job 
the mortgage and everything else thinking it'll all get better when I retire because it's very probable it won't necessarily get better when you retire. In fact, you might be skint when you retire because pensions are terrible. Uh, I know so many old people that are struggling right now. So mm. so this all sounds depressing and morbid, doesn't it? But So this was the first kind of our first effort to actually purposefully do something that was it was mainly, you know, for, for me, one of the main drivers was the business because I wanted to network and be able to network out there in the States. Um, but also one of the one of the major drivers as well was to make sure we had that family time. So it was every single afternoon was family time out either at the parks or exploring and making new friends. And we made tons of new friends in Florida. So when we had to run home from Hurricane Irma, we spent the entire time just fretting about our new friends and texting each other and calling to make sure they're okay. Um, but also whilst I was out there, I made loads of new business contacts as well. And also learned a lot about my own business that actually I don't need to work my ass off all the time. I can take every single afternoon off if I want to and the business will still run. Um, I can work smarter. I can be more efficient. So the whole thing was an amazing exercise really in sampling a bit of retirement being the new the new rich which means you're not actually rich but you do what the rich people do which is travel <laughs> um, and uh, you know and it gave me an, an amazing opportunity really to just discover more about me and the business and obviously i miss larissa terribly the whole time as well which was awful everyone knows who larissa is i think i mentioned her on social media at least once a day uh, <laughs> she started with me about two years ago as an apprentice and uh, is now a freaking wordpress legend um and all-around funny girl so so you missed her so you had to come back we had to come back in the end yeah <laughs> you're, you're um I mean, all of that sounds, it sounds really cool. You know, I think there's an awful lot of people who probably started doing web development because it's a, you know, it's kind of a home-based thing. You don't have the man. You can do it from your, you know, you can do it from anywhere, essentially. You can be like David and live in India and Thailand and Malaysia and Bulgaria and wherever he might be this morning. Um, but still, it still requires quite a lot of ducks in a row, I would have thought, and also quite a lot of temerity to say, look, I, I am not just going to talk about doing this. I'm actually going to get on and do it. You know, pick my child up, pick my pick, pick all of my life up and go. And I, I think that's utterly brilliant. And especially the fact that it didn't blow up in your face. It's come back and it's it's been a, a net benefit for you. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. It's an interesting oxymoron, though. I wonder how Tim Ferriss managed to write a book in four hours a week. Mm, that's true. Although he does confess in the book that you may not necessarily achieve a four-hour work week. I think that's just a clever title um, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Uh, really, uh, f for me at least, I never drew that out of the book, and I would be bored to tears working four hours a week. Yeah. Um, but what uh, and obviously he's also talking about trying to make kind of the sorts of income that don't require you to have to work as much again i'm not interested in that sort of thing i was more interested in you know creating lifestyles and uh, you know and and being the the new rich being rich is is a state of mind isn't it it's not being rich with cash in the bank being rich is finding yourself a cheap place to go stay in florida and getting your cheapest flights on thomas cook that you can possibly get and cook whilst you're out there instead of eating out <laughs> but you're at least experiencing a couple of months somewhere else yeah um, I, I, honestly yeah. hats off to you i think that's remarkable yeah. are you gonna do it again then Oh, we'll do it again, yeah. But uh, for for a while, we'll be staying grounded. We're mm. moving into new premises. I mentioned that earlier, didn't I? Yep. And uh, we've got a few plans in the UK, so we're we're going to do a bit of travelling actually within the UK itself. Uh, we've got family up north, etc. So we're right. we're going to spend a, probably a year here, and then then have another go. I think <sighs> at uh, another stateside vid visit. Good for you, mate. I, I must admit, I, I sort of semi-lived in the States for a while and I really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm highly envious that you've managed to pull it off. Good for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try harder to be more like Lee, I think. Um, oh, so how... Shave, what, shave your head. Yeah, <laughs> job done. Um, <laughs> how did you... How did you? I'm pivoting a bit here, totally changing tack. Why, why WordPress? Of all the Were things you, that you are could you have done. Are you pirouetting? I Sorry. have glorious toes. <laughs> Um, and lovely ankles, but um, no, I'm sat firmly in a cheap wooden chair. Um, uh, what? I'm disappointed. Yeah, yeah. No, honestly, the world's not ready for my pirouette. <clears throat> um, why WordPress? 
And in fact, Why? is that true? Why? Is it WordPress or does your agency do other stuff? Are you are you into coding PHP? Do you use React and all that sort of stuff? Are you, are you more complicated than just the WordPress stuff that I'm used to banging on about? Good question. Why? Well, let's start with why why WordPress. Uh, WordPress, because in two thousand and one, two thousand and two, actually no, it's two thousand and three ish. Yep. I had been using a French content management system called Dixit. D i x i t. Mm-hmm. I wish someone could find a copy of it because I would just love to install it and have a play with it for old times' sake. Aww. Nice little, nice little uh, CMS system which allowed people to edit with a very early version of TinyMCE. I think it was um, editor, or was it CK editor? I'm not sure, but anyway. And uh, I knew I needed to find something, so there was this, um, there was this CMS uh, called, I think it was B2, which very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Be- forked and became WordPress. So I, I was, I kind of installed, I don't know, 0.9b or something ridiculous. I just remember looking at it thinking, oh, wow, this is a hell of a lot better. So I then started using Dixit for the clients I knew would have literally no idea how to use something like WordPress um, and then use WordPress for kind of the more complicated sites. But back then, I didn't really understand theming or anything like that. So it was mainly just installing WordPress as is and kind of doing blogging and stuff like that. And then over time, it kind of evolved. Um, I then launched an agency a few years, about eight years ago, kind of joined an agency where we tried to do everything. So WordPress and all sorts of other stuff and kind of learned over four or five years of doing that, that it's actually so much easier in life and more profitable to just focus on one thing and because i've done wordpress for so freaking long and like no ridiculous pieces of code that probably shouldn't remember hooks and all that sort of beautiful stuff geek stuff now Hmm. shout out to the geeks um (laughs) you know it's like well why don't i just do what i do best why am i messing around Hmm. in an agency saying yes to any type of business that anyone who's waving a check at me and then kind of trying to work out Joomla or trying to work with ASP or trying to work with something. Why don't I just specialize? So uh, when we launched Angle Crown, we went absolutely uber focused on WordPress only. And we get tons of opportunities for different platforms. And I always hand them off. I either say no or I introduce them to somebody I know who specializes in that. Um, you know, so we've probably turned away hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of business. Um, but that's because I don't want to be winging it. Mm. I want to give people my best and judge the premium for my best because people perceive me as a WordPress specialist and they expect to pay a premium if they're going to come with me. They can go to Upwork and get it cheap and that's totally fine. Um, or they can come and, you know, get it done by uh, a team of uh, hardcore professionals who are going to charge you a fortune, but they're going to really, really look after you. And you mentioned React and all that sort of stuff. We do take WordPress beyond just making themes. We don't talk about that online so much because it's it's not as easily understood, but we actually make fully-fledged applications with WordPress as well. And we also do complex integrations with back office systems. So we do like a whole wide range of consultancy for big corporates where they'll have a website and they want data to go into their CRM systems or into their account systems or, you know, integrating WooCommerce with SagePay and or integrating that in itself into their back office Sage system so that they can do things like bank reconciliation and all that sort of stuff. So it goes far, far deeper, but it's all still rooted in WordPress and also my own experience over the years of being an IT guy because I was in IT for donkey's years. Um, So being able to integrate with tons of other systems. Did you come out of school? Sorry, go on. I was going to say... You you finish. That's the problem when you get two people who can talk trying (laughs) to do a podcast. Anyway, go on. I was going to say, did did you come out of school straight into technology, or David seems to have got the impression that you perhaps did drama or something at at university? Is that is that true? I did. I went on. I was going to become an actor. Uh, I I wanted to be an actor. I also wanted to be a comedian. I went into drama school. And utterly hated it 
because oh, okay um well like you say, i used to play the piano and i taught myself the piano and then my mum sent me for lessons and i hated it when you've got to do something you mm-hmm. hate it basically mm-hmm. um so whilst i was at drama i used to sit in the library um i'd already got into computers as a kid and pulled computers apart and taught myself coding in the library at school so i already knew all this and then um we weren't very rich as ki- as kids so the, the last computer we had had kind of died a death i had no machine at home anymore and we definitely had no internet so i was sit at, sat at the library at drama school teaching myself coding um uh, and teaching myself everything i could possibly teach about the internet itself because it was relatively new this is 98 99 it mm. was exciting um and i started building websites about things that i was interested in like i had a word an amstrad word processor at home so i pulled that apart i made an entire website all about it how geeky is that <laughs> uh, oh yay yes good old pcw 16 i love that <laughs> was that the one with the cassette deck at the right hand side no, no, that's years old. That's Spectrum, mate. You're yeah. in Europe. Um, no, they so. had the li- they had the little rectangular uh, floppy disks, didn't they? The Amstrads. Oh, you said tape. Oh, I did. You're right. No, no, no. Yes, you're right. I, I didn't. Didn't. Wasn't there an Amstrad with a cassette deck at the? Wasn't the first iteration of that thing? Didn't it have tape? No, it probably didn't. <laughs> three inch, and then it went to a three and a half inch. Floppy, oh, I so. remember it well. And a Spectrum. We had a Spectrum. Yep. Uh, do you remember CPM? Oh no. my gosh. We- we're getting proper geek now. Yeah. yeah, CPM was the original operating system that ran on on the Amstrad. Um, so, so CPM, if you want, if you want a bit of school, CPM is kind of like the precursor to DOS. It's, um, DOS is like a a shoddy clone of CPM. <laughs> we um, should all move to CPM. <laughs> well, we because it's like the guy who wrote it has now died, unfortunately, um, and uh, and also like uh, IBM and and bill gates kind of just cornered the market so but yeah cpm was the operating system of choice on the old amstrad pcws um and then they for the one i had they then switched over to a new operating system uh, which was all written in assembler which was a roseanne operating system they called it blooming brilliant loved it but yeah sorry we totally digressed there no, but, that was yeah, a that... good digression though honestly i could we could go into well, raspberry Pis and the modern metaphor and all sorts yeah well i started building websites based on what i found interesting and i found websites interesting as well building at the same time and then that's kind of where i went from there so i then left and essentially wanted to get into it so i started building my own websites for other people um and tried my hardest to get into it managed to get a web job um doing sales for a website but actually then pivoted and actually built the website for them which then got me into it where i learned so much it's beyond belief because i loved computers then found i hated actually the it being in it itself um because it was more <laughs> hardware and uh, managed to get back out into agency life and, I, and that's all i've done ever since so there you go there's there's a history yeah do, do you think that you're um do you, like you're at some point there must have been the child in you that wanted to be the drama person you know that wanted to be on stage to be seen and uh, to play the piano in front of a crowd and all of that kind of stuff do you do you think there's a little bit of that in you still because you are you are a real raconteur you know you don't you don't shy away from the microphone and you do it really well and my guess is that you mostly do it first time you've got a great way of speaking and it comes out and it's cogent and it makes sense and all of that do you do you do you like that aspect of your modern life you know you're flipping on the camera and getting an instant audience on facebook is that something that you know makes you prickle with with sort of happiness first of all what a word cogent yes get in there beautiful You've got a thesaurus, haven't you? No, I have a, I have a, I have an unbelievable memory for remembering words. I don't know. Put what your finger is. on it. Oh, today's word is cogent. Right, what if it cogent in yeah. somewhere? I'm going to use the word zymergy <laughs> today. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, why do you think I do a podcast and why do you think I do a video and that? Of course, I'm a massive drama queen who loves to be the center of attention. I'm a Leo, uh, which again they say people like that love to be the center of attention. I. I do love uh, to have an audience and it sounds very big headed, but I guess the reason why I love having an audience is because I'm also adding value. So I'm sharing really cool stuff. Either I'm interviewing people and they're sharing amazing value. So I'm facilitating that and loving that. Or like in this circumstance, I'm being able to share my story or on video, I'm able to share lessons and uh, it's, it's great fun. And pretty much most of my videos are one take. We do the odd little cut. If I've done a, you know, slightly longer, um, um, which looks a bit weird and where I cut it just so that people aren't waiting for me to think of the next thing to say. But most stuff is 
At that moment where saliva is accidentally dribbling out of the side of your mouth. Yeah, well, now and again, again, like, uh, I'll sneeze. uh, I I once did a video where I'd had a can of Coke, and then, like, halfway through, I just (laughs) feel this burp building up. I've still got the outtake, and then suddenly I just go... (laughs) A big lion roar. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, Wait a second, and then carry on. (laughs) Do you know, though, there's such a push these days, isn't there? I mean, I confess, I started the podcast with with David, and we don't do video, um, and I I kind of don't really put my my face out there. I don't know what that's all about, but I I have an avatar. um, But I... There's such a big push these days to get everybody podcasting and, you know, everybody should be doing a podcast. Everybody should be making their own content. I, I, I'm I'm sure it fits some people, but it, it's not for everybody, is it? Because there is quite a lot of work in it. You do have to be comfortable with the camera and or the microphone in this case. And I think I think you're brilliant at it. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, when you get stuck... What do you do? Where do you go? Because I've never seen you asking questions. My, my experience on Facebook and all of these online forums is, is basically I am a, I am, um, you know, I'm like a syringe sucking in other people's knowledge. But you always seem to be giving, not asking. How, how's that? Do you never get stuck? Well, funny you should say that. I actually posted a question yesterday. It's the first time in a long time I posted a question and uh, in the WP Innovator community and someone helped me out because we had an issue with pods. But most of the time, most most problems we come across, we can solve internally anyway, and we tend to. Um, uh, and when I say solve in- internally, um, we've just come up with a really nice way of searching Google. <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> had pretty much every problem I've ever had. Yeah. Therefore, we go into Google, we put in the odd keyword, like throwing. I mean, I've even stopped writing WordPress now because Google just knows that I'm. I mean, WordPress. Um, wow. Okay, that's yeah, cool. it's clever, isn't it? Yeah. And um, although I throw it in for good measure sometimes, and um, yeah, so we just run a, f- a few keywords related, maybe an error message. So part of an error message, maybe the odd keyword, etc. And then it just gives you all of these forums that other people have posted and now and again we might go on to git and ask a question in the issue track or something like that but um more often than not it's something we can solve by looking at someone who's had a similar error see what suggestions have been made for those guys and then that usually then prompts an idea in in, in our team and someone will say oh i can try this and do this and then we usually tend to solve it internally I'm, I'm interested um, so, yeah. in your team because we, we generally see you and Leanne uh, occasionally, but it's it's often well, it's you. Larissa, not sorry, Leanne. Larissa. Just, what did I say? say? You said Leanne. Oh, sorry, Larissa. I'm sorry. That was my I, brain. It is freeze. Leanne for me at least at the weekend. Yeah, but, <clears> so. <throat> sorry. Yes. Um, <laughs> and um, you know, so there's you. But do, do you want to tell us about your team? Give us a, give them a bit of a shout. Make them feel happy. What what, what are their areas of expertise? And and importantly, do you? Do you see your team as a as a growing thing? Do you want it to get bigger and bigger and bigger, or are you are you going to just sort of put the brakes on at some point in order to keep you on the keyboard instead of in the management role? Uh, that's good. I'm going to start with that one first because our mission is not to grow in regards to team too much because we love what we have already. Very We've got good. a great team. Um, we're family. We go to each other's houses for dinner. We text each other at the weekends and all that sort of stuff we just make plans it's just lovely i absolutely love what we've got um and i don't want us to grow much at all um, kind of in the number of people what i do want us to grow in though is is financially so to keep working our way up the scale of the budgets that we're working with um because we don't we don't need to do more work for those budgets we just need to find the sorts of clients and the sorts of projects that value what we do highly enough to be paying the bigger budgets. So if you're doing a website for a small local agency, they might only be able to afford, say, 3K on the project. Whereas if you're working with an ad agency in New York who's got a budget of 2 million and you are 50K for the same amount of work, they're not going to think twice about that 50K and that allows you to give them your absolute best as a small team and tons and tons of time to do everything right rather than rushing everything for the lots and lots of 3Ks to keep the cash flow going. Yeah. So that's what we've been slowly pivoting in is slowly in that direction is doing less and less of the, uh, you know, the lower budget builds and going into the bigger builds where they're higher amount of uh, money usually the same amount of work but what we've then been able to do is take our time on that work 
and do all the stuff that we really wish we could do on the smaller projects that bug me, you know, like making sure all the code is beautifully formatted and, you know, doing several runs on W3C and AA checking and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, just really getting in there and taking our time. And a lot of the time you just feel like you're rushing because if you're doing too many, a low budget, uh, you've got to keep that pipeline going. So you've got to keep sales going and yep. you've also got to keep the work flowing so that you can get the invoicing going. Otherwise it's feast and famine. So I think yeah, it's that's, really, that's the way we grow. Yeah, it's, that's a really amazing balance. I think that's an, a, a very difficult act to, to, to sort of live up to because finding the, the, the good clients is tricky enough in, in itself, isn't it? You know, the ones that have got yep. the high budget, that, that's a tricky proposition. And, and obviously you've done an awful lot of work in your past, but also the, you know, the social interactions that you do in order to find that. But then having the, the wherewithal to figure out, do you know what, if I've got 50 staff or 25 staff, I, I'll, be, I'll be fed up with my job and my life. I think, oh, yeah. that, I think that's brilliant because that, that's, I'm nowhere near what you're doing. You know, basically it's just me. Um, with the occasional other thing, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll sort of um, give another bit of work that I can't do to somebody else and so on. And then it comes back to me. But um, I think that's a that's a brilliant um, exposition. Oh, another nice word of um, of where I'd like to be, you know, have have a mm. certain amount of employees, but not too many, because I, I don't want ever to have to manage people. I just like to be on the computer, essentially. Mm. Okay. Indubitably. Yeah. In, oh, it's good. Right. Okay. I want <laughs> before this podcast is finished, we've got a maximum of eighteen minutes left. I want you to amaze me with two words that I've never heard of before, and use them in the correct context. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Changing the subject completely and utterly. Um, okay. You, I don't know if this is something you're willing to talk about, and if not, we will just handily edit it out at the end. I have a feeling that you've got a bit of a, a, a new podcast on the horizon. Is that something you're willing to talk about? Yes, great. Yes, it is. Tell us. Um, so we are, we've actually recorded several episodes already. We actually even plan to launch this a hell of a lot earlier, but we're doing the Walt Business Podcast. Uh, which uh, is not far. I could actually create the WB Innovators, couldn't I? <laughs> WP Innovators and the, the WB Innovators. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the World Business Podcast. Um, we are going to launch it soon, but I we create so much content, I want to make sure I do this particular one right because the it, this is all focused around Walt Disney and the Disney Company. And the idea really is to look at the man, the myth, the legend of Walt Disney himself and learn from his mistakes and also his wins, etc., and his good and his bad qualities because he wasn't a saint at all. He was actually sometimes, from stories I've read, probably not quite not a very nice man sometimes. Mm. Um, but, you know, to learn these sorts of lessons and to unpack his life, but also unpack the life lessons of the Disney Corporation in general. So the idea is, is we've been interviewing business owners who are also mad about either Walt Disney and see him as their kind of uh, mentor from the dead um, or, <laughs> or, or you know, are just complete Disney freaks like me who absolutely love everything Disney, every single Disney movie ever, probably watched it, probably own it, that sort of thing. Um, and to interview them and talk about their business, but also to talk about how either Walt Disney or the Disney company has influenced decisions in business. What have they learned? from disney that they have applied like one thing we've talked about is things like how do you create magic in business and one of those things we're unpacking uh, in a future episode we've already recorded it but it's not out yet um is is the fact that there is magic in the process that disney put people through so we were actually doing a little analysis of how people entering the parks go through an entire process and disney have it nailed so that it's practically stress-free to get you from the point of entering the gates through to walking into the emporium to buy an ice cream and spend money with them they make everything super freaking easy which makes you know which essentially creates magic as well so um yeah it's it's a very unusual subject uh, to be honest and like I said, we were going to launch this a few weeks ago, but with all the content I create, I don't want to put out a whole load of episodes and then have nothing else to put out for mm, a few weeks. Mm. So 
in the spirit of batching, I'm making sure that I stock up on a good run of episodes so that we've got at least one season to put out there before I actually go live with it. So it will be out soon, and I'll let you know as soon as it is out. Follow me on Twitter, Lee Jackson Dev, and all that stuff if you want to know when it's going to happen. That It's really, I must say that when I first heard it, I just thought, wow, that's so left field and so interesting. Because your my experience of you is, you know, you're online and you're talking about the internet all the time. And it just sort of made me think, boy, there's, there's more to Lee than meets the eye. Obviously, we've all got our own things. But does this go back to childhood? Are you a huge fan from being a kid and it's just gone through your life and suddenly you've got this urge to make content? because of all that um it's i I wasn't really into disney as a kid we never Ah. had a tv amazingly Ah. enough yeah my my mum and dad sold our tv when i was four and yes yeah purchased a tv when i was 14 so by then (laughs) it didn't matter anymore i didn't care I was into computers by then. So, um, yeah, we, we had no TV. I had no Disney, really. I saw the odd Disney movie. Um, it was really in my 20s when I got into Disney, and it was more, uh, you know, visiting the parks once with the company that I was at. Yeah. Um, we were in the area. I was doing presentations and that, and they were like, let's spend a day in Disney, and that just kind of... I was just like in awe of the amount of money that must have been spent on that place and mm. the amount of money that they must mm. be ringing through the tills, and that kind of just started this uh 20s onward early 20s on about 23 i think i was and then from then onwards i've just been fascinated with the disney corporation um how they have gotten so big how they do business and through that obviously then finding out more about walt disney and just wishing i'd met him and wishing he was my granddad because he just looks lovely in half of those blooming videos that he's in. <laughs> so, uh... he had such great utopian ideas didn't he such visions of the future things that yes. my, my my recollection of it is things like he didn't he sort of have plans for cities and and you know That's all right. urban areas and all of this kind of stuff. It wasn't just that was making be Epcot, yeah. the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Oh, is that what it stands for? That's exactly, and instead now it's a theme park with a but great anyway, big ball in the middle. Don't tell Walt Disney whatever you do. No, no it, it turned into something <laughs> a little bit less utopian and a little bit more economic, shall we say? Oh, but it is nice. Epcot is actually my yeah. favourite park in the whole world. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> honestly, that's such an interesting, such an interesting, um, you know, change in the in the direction that you're going. I hope it's a success. I really do. I'm, I'm well, definitely going to tune be in. Out, it should be out within about twenty days tops because right. we are nearly ready. Right. Um, but I, I because I haven't like actively marketed it it's been easier for me to not launch it yet yeah um with the wp innovator podcast what i did was i told everyone we were doing it on a particular day even before we had stuff recorded yeah and that made me get my ass together yeah and uh, and get it live you know i was accountable to a community of people even though that was a very small community back then um in this case um i've not really actively pushed it that much so i need to properly now over the next 20 days hold me accountable wp builds i don't know when this goes live but within 20 days of the 21st of september of 2017 i am gonna get this podcast live so you're saying that by the 41st of september this podcast will be out (laughs) 41st that's ace that's really that gives you loads of time that date's never ever gonna come around don't tell anybody (laughs) it's completely fine it's six years from now oh thanks lee we we need to be live with it in october because there's so much good content we've already done and there's so much content in my brain that i want to get out um it's going to kill me if i don't get it out there so and the man machine (laughs) yeah I, I just want to create content all my life, mate. It's, that's why I like building websites because it's a form of content creation. We're we're writing code. Code is beauty, um, and it's a form of creation. It's it's content creating, um, and it's also translating imagery into you know functional working things. Stop. It's just <laughs> it's, it's, I, I can't, I've run out of words. There you go. There are things. There's one of those words you were looking for. <laughs> things <laughs> yay um, and i used it in context yeah <laughs> that's great i was going to use the word cornucopia earlier cornucopia i nearly squeezed it in um i'm just, just trying to work out how to fit sausage in yeah <laughs> honestly oh, i could yeah. laugh at all day with you i think it's brilliant <laughs> um there was one other thing i was going to ask you because it was really pertinent to what you've just said but as is so often the case with my growing and aging brain i've just completely lost it 
So I talked, uh, it's gone. Disney. I talked about launching the podcast. I talked about yeah. back when I launched WP Innovator podcast. No. There was a small audience, and now no. and I don't know. No, all I'm thinking about now Does that is anything. No, it's just biscuits, no. coffee, and crisps. That's, That's what's a in great my idea. House. Food. Um, so I think what we'll do is we'll say a great big thank you uh, to yeah. Lee Jackson for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. I, I'm desperately disappointed that David was unable to join us. I'll give you the, the skinny on this. Basically, he's in a hotel room in Bulgaria and he said that the cleaners are going to come in. So he might not have been able to make it because they would literally have been hoovering. So maybe that's the reason. Maybe not. Either way, I'm going to send him to, you know, go and sit on the naughty step when this is all finished. Um, but thanks, Lee. If you want to tell us, you know, give us the old Twitter handle and the website URLs and all that good self-promotional stuff just before we fade in the cheesy music, that'd be great. Okay, so uh, you can connect with me on Facebook. Just go to wpinnovator.com forward slash group. That is a fancy redirect, which will take you to the Facebook group. Come and join the Facebook group because we're all crazy. And then you'll find me in there and go ahead, click on my profile and add me as a friend because... I don't mind. I want to be friends with as many people as I can be friends with. That would be awesome. Also, I'm on Twitter, Lee Jackson Dev. If you want to see the corporate website, Ralph Corporate. That's a oh, good word. Rah, 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 yeah. <laughs> then head on over to angledcrown.com. <laughs> Lovely. I don't know if you know, but we have this rubbish music at the end, and uh, and it fades in, and it's awful. And so it's now fading in. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye from me, David Wormsley. Oh, no. Goodbye from me, Nathan Wrigley. And it's goodbye from him. (laughs) It's not even hello from him. Uh... (laughs) Say goodbye, Lee. Oh, uh, goodbye. Bye, Lee. Miss you. Love you. Love you too. Goodbye. You You hang up first. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. See you later. (laughs) Goodbye. I'm going to press stop now.